Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hoodie Talks Podcast. I'm your host Roy, aka Hoodie, and with me today is... Ron Espinosa. Yeah, so you've been mentioned on the podcast, I think, like almost every episode. I think I bring you up like every episode. I think so. I think I've been on almost all of it. So you're finally here. I think I was dragged here, but you know, same thing. Oh, you were dragged here like I drove Katie on here for the first time? Oh, heck yeah. Nah. So, we'll start off. When did you when did your love for music start? Like When did you know that music was your your thing? When music was my thing? Probably in the when I was failing out in college in my freshman year. So, I did my first semester and I started literally failing all of my classes. I didn't want to show up, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do any of that. And then the only class I would go to is literally my band class, and that's it. But that was when I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to switch majors. Just go for it. I hid from my parents for like six months, though. <laughs> like, no joke. I hid from them. So music wasn't your first thing you wanted to do? Like, you out of school? Like, out of high school? Like, it wasn't like, I want to be, I want to do something with music. You know, I think it always has been. Because my senior year, I actually quit my second semester band. Just because I had this horrible, horrible band director. He made me quit so bad. But the thing, though, is my entire career throughout high school, going to school, has always been pre-med, anything in the science field. It's run to my family. All my parents are either in the medical field or engineers. So it's kind of one of those forced to. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a typical Asian household. So it, it had to be pre-med. It had to be engineering or something like that. So for us, music and teaching was kind of a disgrace at first. Or that's how I always saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like literally, on next question I was going to ask you, did you come from like a musical family? So I, no. No. Like the funny thing is my sister, my oldest sister, she was actually the one who was signed up for like piano lessons. She got signed up for dance and all of that. And when it came to me, it was always about, okay, let's start going to tutoring. Like my f- first tutoring session and first time I went to school in the Philippines, I was only two years old. And it's not like preschool here in America. I remember having a spelling test as a two-year-old. Oh, no. And I couldn't spell the word beautiful, and I failed it. I don't even know if I can spell beautiful now. Beautiful. No, and that's what I use Apple for. It corrects my spelling. I'm using Apple for that. It's not that hard to spell. <laughs> I'll type in the first. I'll, I'll type in the first, like, three letters, and it will pop up, and I'll just hit space. Well, that's always fun. <laughs> So, like, when you started doing, like, your musical stuff, I guess you can say, were you more into, like, the band side or, like, the color guard side of things? So, it's always been band. I've I've always been a band kid. Um, the only reason I started doing color guard was my best friend was a color guard captain her junior and senior year and my freshman and sophomore year. And I just loved watching them all the time. And it was just a group of people that I got along with the most. And I think that was also because I was trying to find myself. And so it was that group that I got close with. But I was never allowed to. Like, I was always told that I need to stay on my instrument. And it was always that stereotype that since I was a guy and I was going to be one of the only guys, it would be, oh, you're just going to be seen as gay, blah, 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 and all that. But my junior and senior year, my parents still didn't let me because they were like, it's the whole stereotype of being gay. But I kind of snuck behind their back. And did solo and ensemble by myself. Mm-hmm. And I started writing my own solos for Guard. And that's really what got me started on it for Guard. And then I came here to Texas and joined an independent Guard. 
Right, when I did right, an independent winter guard. And that's why it kinda just blossomed from there. But band is still my number one. So my next one was where did you go to school? You kinda answered the college part. Well, so high school I went to well, I'm from California, you know that. Mm-hmm. So Central California, I went to Clovis East High School. Compared to Texas and compared to Wharton, Wharton is like half of my freshman class. Like the whole school. Yeah, my graduating class was almost a thousand people. Crazy. Yeah, like it, but our band was almost the same size as Wharton during that time. Now, like I'm seeing, I'm talking to a lot more of the kids that were in seventh and eighth grade. They're almost the size of like our six A schools in a sense. But so yeah, Clovis East High School. Um, yeah, ever since I moved here from America in 2002, Fresno Clovis has always been my area. So that's there. Gotcha. And college was only Baylor? No. So college, freshman year, pre-med, it was Baylor. But I actually didn't love their music program. I thought it was too competitive and it was really focusing on performing arts. I didn't, well, performance majors, not really education majors, mm-hmm. which I found out later on. It's really, they're really great, well-rounded school. I love Baylor. Go Bears. <laughs> um, but... I ended up switching to University of Mary Hardin Baylor, which is actually the original campus of Baylor. It used to be the women's campus of Baylor or when it first separated. So it's a smaller school. It's a D3 school in Belton. And then after that, I graduated during COVID, which was annoying. <laughs> and then I just felt like my education wasn't done. So I actually started a online conducting master's program with UT El Paso. And then now the goal is to be working on my doctorate just to hopefully become a superintendent and a principal later on. Nice. Yeah. So while you, while you were graduating college, I was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Could you say COVID time? Look, I can't even like, I, it's funny. All my friends are like, you, do you just love school that much? Are you just staying in school this long? Just accumulating all that debt. And I'm like, you know what? I just, but I, I feel like sometimes I would rather just get it out of the way. I see these, I have like literal, I had classmates in my bachelor's program of people who were in their forties or like late thirties. And I'm like, you don't want that. I don't want that. Cause I just feel like I might as well just get it out of the way. I can still learn hand on hand, hand on experience, teaching and learning. So why not? Yeah, because I, I found out, I don't know how far into marching band season, that you were still going to school. Yep. And, like, all the stuff we were doing for marching band, I'm like, how are you balancing? And you're, a, well, being a band director, you're still teaching during school. So I'm like, how are you balancing all this? I It took a while to really learn it. Like, I am, I, I hate to say it, I tell the kids, don't ever procrastinate. Uh, manage your time better. I, I'm a great advocate for that. I'm the worst example of, of doing, that. Yep. I will do an I will do a discussion board in the middle of a rehearsal. I like I've done it before. Like I, I don't think I hopefully Katie's never noticed, but sometimes when I'm on my phone, I'm definitely doing a discussion board or writing like emails to my professor about schoolwork. And there's sometimes I just have downtime and instead of doing my lesson plans, I definitely work on school while I'm getting ready to teach class. Yeah, because I think we're in we're in Dallas, so we're at the hotel, and I think we were about to leave to go get food or something. You're like. Oh, I gotta make sure my paper's supposed to be doing something. You were doing something about school. I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Jesus." Yeah, like, I was like, um, the entire time I was driving, I was doing like the whole like Texas speech. Mm-hmm. So I was typing my essay while I was driving. Oh lord! Without, like with being safe, of course. 
So I was like, like saying it all on my phone, like doing voice memos, and then I just like dictated it and typed it out later on. But yeah, no, I that was like the worst decision of my life was jam packing a full time schedule while March season. No, no, don't don't do that to yourself, people. Don't do that. Yeah, that was a lot. So when did you know you wanted to be a band director? Like, I think it really did start my senior year of high school. Um, cause so, so ever, so when I did quit high school band, um, I quit right after marching season cause I wanted to finish that marching season. That's my favorite time. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I think it just got to me mentally just the band director. So I really ran to my assistant band director and she's really the biggest inspiration I have of being a band director. And so I got to teach her beginner concert band classes in her ju- at the junior high. And there'd be sometimes she's just like, you know what? Take the podium. And I was like, okay. And from then on, I I loved being in front of students. It was a different experience. I always knew that I wasn't the best performer. There, I'm like, in all honesty, there are so many days that when AJ plays, I'm so jealous of him. Because, like, I'm just like, I wish I was that good when I was your age. Like, all the kids are just like, you're so good at Spinoza. I'm like, no, no, you're, you guys are the ones that are good. It's not me. Like, it's a whole different thing. But, yeah, no, that teaching those kids definitely is what started my whole passion for teaching and i think I, during that time when i was younger i think i was just scared to really pursue that because i was scared to disappoint my parents gotcha yeah because the whole like med thing yeah yeah it's a med thing and it's like i don't know maybe it's just really really big in the asian culture that as you grow up your job later on in life is to give back to your parents and kind of like learn to take care of them mm-hmm. and i knew as a teacher that wasn't going to happen so quickly. Like we, we don't make that much. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's hard to really have that. But after I sat down and talked to them, I told them about how much I love teaching and they, they've seen me teach and it's, they, they know that it's a different side of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to circle back to when you're talking about how AJ and them, I remember the first time I went to the practice, the Monday night practice and like they were speeding everything up. I was like, you want me to go help them? You're like, yeah. So when I went back there to work with them and stuff, even like the first uh, sectional we had, and they were playing, I'm like, these kids at that age are way, way better than I was. Because I, w- I didn't get into uh, like marching band until my junior year of high school. So I didn't even have like... They're, they're a different beast. And like, that's I think that's the one thing that the kids are finally learning. Mm-hmm. that you know you have the potential to be great it's just you have to keep working hard yeah. but it's so funny because like that group of kids specifically bruce aj like any of the drumline kids and any of my like top band kids they're always they get so annoyed with me sometimes because they're like why do you always scream at us why do you always get mad at us because i'm like because if i let off on you you're gonna slack off you know you're good enough to do it and they do slack off and, and that's the thing so it's like i have to be the bad guy i know you're great but someone has to push you if not you're gonna get bored you're you're gonna quit yeah. so yeah because i didn't realize bruce and larcine were junior high kids yeah i told i told them on when bruce and aj were on that i didn't realize until i don't know how long into the season that they were in because when i was in school there, we didn't have junior high kids in the band it was like if you're in marching band that was all high school kids so when i saw them in band i'm like okay they're freshmen maybe and then like we're eighth graders I'm like what so that all started because actually one I, I learned it from like my previous mentors and just because a lot of small schools do it but really the main reason was we had a snare drummer when I first got here his name was Joe and he was he was like one of Clayton's really close friends and 
in the middle of the season he had to he had to really focus on football and do other stuff and which is fine you know and he had some family stuff he needed to work out mm-hmm. which honestly i was like you know what doors always open that's fine and then i had bruce in my percussion class and i was like dang this kid's good mm-hmm. so i was like you know what hey do you want to do marching band so he came in last year as a seventh grader and the other seventh graders got whiffed that i was doing that today so that came his stepbrother clayton and then orlando joined as well and Larsine got Larsine wanted to start doing it because his sister was drum major last year. So, you know, all these junior high kids started doing it. And then once we did junior high night, they were like, we all want to do it. So <laughs> I did the sign up sheet last year and it was hilarious because I was like, at least a quarter of my band will be junior high next year. And I'm not even mad about it because they're, they're strong kids. And honestly, it's hilarious watching the high schoolers when I tell them like, well, get off the field. The junior high is about to take your spot. And I, it's kind of fun and watching them kind of like cry a little bit there. It, it's a good thing though. Cause I mean, you think about it, they're eighth graders now. So then they still have four more years to even get better than what they are now, which amazes me. Yeah. I mean like just, you know, going back to Bruce and like even Jacob and even Larsine, they are Jacob's only a freshman now. And Bruce and Larsine are eighth graders. And just two days ago, they just qualified for solo ensemble for state with Clayton. Like, not a lot of kids can even say that, that, hey, I'm going to state solo ensemble as a junior high kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so to even get to that point, it shows what their potential will be later on in the future. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it it makes me happy that, you know, Wharton is in a different direction than, I guess, how it's been the last few years from what I've heard. Yeah, because I know, like, we stopped going to football games just because we just stopped going. But, like, even the band, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, like, I... Sometimes I wish I could, I knew a little bit more of the past of the program, mm-hmm. just because how it's been and how it's everything. Because there are definitely times, even when I'm at HEB, and I would have this random person be like, "You're the band director. This band sounds so great the last time, like last this last two years." And I'm like, "Thanks." And I'm like, "I I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, I really don't." And you know, thanks, thank you, Warren community, who's been supporting us a lot. But like, it's it just great to hear that overall just because you know we don't have the strongest football team in the world and or in the in the state of texas so for our community to come out friday night lights and see something that they're really proud of still whether that be our drill team whether it be our guard whether it be our band and you know even when our football team actually shines mm-hmm. it's still ha- i'm happy to see that happening within our community so that kind of led into the next one i was like how did you end up becoming a band director for wharton so my first job, I think this was kind of like a desperate call because it was COVID. So I graduated in December 2020 from college. And right after that, I was offered a head band director job in a small town called Presidio. Presidio was a border town where basically my backyard was the border of Mexico. Oh, Lord. Like I saw my students cross the border every morning <laughs> just to get to class. And... Honestly, it was eight hours away from my family, eight hours away from Austin. From here in Wharton, it's about 10 hours. And I honestly, I just couldn't do it mentally. There was a lot going on with my my family. My brother-in-law was recovering from uh, surgery with removing his brain tumor. So I wanted to be closer with my family. I wanted to be there, and my nieces were growing up a lot faster now. So I just wanted to be closer to them. So I saw Wharton. I was like, you know what? I'll apply. I actually initially applied to be the assistant. I didn't want I didn't want a head director job. I wanted a little break because, you know, I 
I've never had an assistant job. I've always been the head of my program. So I wanted to learn from someone. And I remember after my interview, I got a call about an hour later. And Mr. Chandler was just like, hey, we want to offer you the job. But we want to offer you the job for the head. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just do it. Why not? Let's, like, I don't know what the situation is there over there. But you know what? Let's let's just do it. And And the funny thing is, Wharton was not my first choice. I actually had to tell Mr. Chandler to, that I was going to call him back later on because that same day I actually got an offer to teach internationally in Thailand. Oh. And, you know, like, I hate to say this, but later on in the future, I actually don't want to be here, not in Wharton specifically, but in America. I don't want to teach in America. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always been a person that likes to travel, so I told myself, I want to become an international teacher. I want to go to Thailand, I want to go to Japan, and I want to teach in those places just because it's different, and that's what I love learning. But, um, so yeah, that's kind of like, <laughs> before I go more ramble, but that's basically what led to being here at Warren. So after you got the job, what was your first thoughts? Like when you first took over as head band director, oh, oh. Where you're like, Oh, I'm in over my head here. And well, so I think, I think one of my first impressions was I didn't get the full story of the program. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff that definitely went on whether i don't know what really went on um but when i first came here was definitely a lot of questions whether like for example i was told the new junior high was opening up that summer or that fall fall comes we're sure is like we had to change our plan to figure out how we're gonna fit almost 200 kids in one like one classroom and we didn't really know what the structure was we didn't know how these kids were being ran. We don't know how the schedule was doing anything because we, it was a full staff change. Me and Graves both came in exactly at the same time. Both old directors left at the same time. And we were just like here. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff up in the air and we were just like, what, what do we do? Like, I remember the first day I, I had to ask Clayton and Matthew, do you have an inventory of all your stuff? Do you have an inventory of all this? They're like, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so like I, ha- we had to, it was a whole restart, a revamp. I remember being sat down by like the administration, like, Hey, there's new uniforms coming in. You need to figure out where the new uniforms are. Later found out those uniforms weren't coming in until December because the order was placed late. I, I got into a lot of screaming matches with, with like the people they ordered from, and then I found out, I looked at the uniforms they ordered. It was honestly a little bit overpriced. Like it wasn't something that really was enjoyable. So, you know, it it, it was a headache. I definitely wanted to cry a little bit and quit a little bit. And I made, the, I mean, the biggest mistake that I made during that time was I lived in Bay City. Mm. And I know 30 minute commute is not bad, but when you're a band director, anything below, like above like even 20 minutes can get so exhausting during marching season yeah because i mean we especially on game nights i mean i don't remember leaving the band hall till like 11 almost midnight no yeah and last year was even worse because we had i think we had farther away games to be honest and i just remember like there was one time we definitely stayed in the band hall until one in the morning and the next day we had contest that was that was exhausting and then you had to drive 30 minutes home. Yeah, the drive was the worst thing because, yeah, no, the first marching contest we had last year, since we're such in the low division for U.S. bands, 
our performance time was at eight in the morning and it was in Baytown. So we had to be there by seven and the kids were kind of mad at me because I've never taken them to the stadium mm-hmm. during that time. Cause I didn't know, like we, we weren't really allowed in the stadium. I didn't know what the protocols were yet. So the kids wanted to have a stadium rehearsal. So the, of course we had to do that two hours before everything. So we got to the stadium at 3 a.m. or almost 4 a.m. And literally did not get home until, well, the, I sent the kids home with Graves after the contest at like 5 in the afternoon. So they had a 12-hour day. I didn't get home until 1 a.m. the next day because I stayed for awards and I stayed for like everything else because I wanted to see the big bands. Jesus. Yeah. Like, so how long have you been band director over Warden? I feel this, like I don't even. I don't even. This is know. only my second year. So, th- so oh, so this is only your second year here. Yeah. And oh every God. you know, it's hilarious because you're not the first person to say that. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you remember that student? Like, you've been here a while." Like, no, this is my second year, and I don't know for some reason everyone thinks I've been here for such a long time. See, I, I thought you at least have been here three, three or four. I didn't know this was only your second year. Yeah, well, it's not even my complete. So technically, it's only been a year and a half because, I don't know, I think in this year and a half, though, there's been a lot of change. I think that's why everyone's kind of like, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, like us, I mean, especially, I mean, you know my cousin, Aray, she goes to school in bowling, so we stopped coming to the Warden games. Yeah. Like, period. I think we came to, like, maybe one or two last year. And I was like, band kind of sounds good from the one I did, like, years prior to that. But then, like, this year... With Katie helping, what what drew drew me in. So I thought you had been here at least two, three years already. I didn't know this was only like a second year thing. Yeah, second year, and man, it's completely different. Even from last year, it's completely different. That's why to me, last year was last year was a blur. Last year was last year was rough. <laughs> last year was rough. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, I mean, you kind of talked about this. I was like, do you think you've changed a lot of things here in Warden? When I when I wrote this, I thought that's why I thought you had been here like three years already. So I think you know, honestly, even in that like short amount of time, with the culture that's established in our band program already, from just them coming in and everything, or even just how they behave, the expectations the administration has to band students now, I see the difference already. I see the difference the community sees within the program, and honestly, that's all that matters to me. As much as I want the success, as much as I want the awards and the trophies, because you know that's what brings in the money. Sometimes, I love seeing and hearing the positivity coming from everyone else about how the band program is growing, how the band program is just overall different. And I have, I have other people in our region at Erden Sense that are proud of what we're doing. I have old band directors that are from Warren from the 80s, from, you know, the 90s, just saying how amazing everything is right now. And, you know, just even Christmas concert. This was the very first time we got a chance to work with the Wharton Community Choir. And I had alumni tell me, like, that was an amazing thing to see. And last year we started this thing during the spring concert of the alumni concert, which we brought back alumni. And I had, you know, that's when I really met Abel, AJ's dad, and heard where the talent came from and like even that entire family like it's just you know it, it it's great to bring back the community which means next year or this spring i should see you at the alumni concert playing percussion by the way i gotta learn to read music and we'll you know we'll throw katie in there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i know like when i was in band fucking 10 years ago now 
we had people come back that were in band like years prior and then even after i graduated when my brother moved up into band i would go play for a little bit yeah i know there was like a good stretch in there that none of the band directors wanted like alumni to come play or anything you know that's like one of the things i heard and i think I, I just can't I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't say no to the alumni in the sense as long as they were respectable and, you know, respectful overall and you you know, well behaved. I couldn't say no to the alumni just because I wanna see I want the younger ones to see the legacy mm-hmm. and you know, that growth from where they were and how we are now. But I also want the alumni to see that even if they've left the program, they still can play call this place home. And you know, I, I and I think that's one thing that I learned this year especially during March season was for some reason we had an uprising of alumni, you know, with you coming back, Katie being there and then Amanda and Abel just being really more involved within our program. You start to see the Wharton alumni come together in a mm-hmm. different sense. And I think it's a good reminder that for a lot of us band kids all over the world our the band hall typically is a second home for us. Mm-hmm. So it's always a good way for us all to come home and, you know, that's always something that I always want to create. And I think it's starting to happen in this culture here. Yeah, because you've brought that back. Because, like I said, there was a disconnect for a while there. And then, like, you brought that back. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll continue. Like, that's the goal. Yeah, so that's segues. way. So if you're still here in five years, where do you see the program? Like, do you see it being, like, extremely bigger, like, kid-wise, like, you know, I, I think that's always the goal. It's always to get growth. It's always to be big, blah, 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 and all of that. But I'm always, I've, I have always been and always will be a quality over quantity. And that's something I'm definitely learning a lot more now. Just not... How do I say this? I have to, I have to say this in a way, political way. But not every kid fits with the band. You know, it's sometimes we get to the point that there's a lot of toxicity in people. And that's one thing I've learned. It's, and it brings down the program. It brings down the morale. It brings down, it brings down the culture. So, but the thing though is, yeah, I do. I would wish that the band program continues their success even greater. And, you know, that's why we continue to push them. But yeah, I do want to be as big as Needville, as big as Stafford, as big as you, the rest of the 4A schools, because honestly, it's really sad when we go to 4A contests and, you know, when we went to area, you were you were kind of freaking out other than what was going on was just you seeing like four A schools pull up with 18 wheelers. And you're just like, this is you know, this has six A's. Right. And I'm like, no, well, see, all four A's. to bring up like the whole like we went to UIO and then we got area, which hasn't happened since me and Katie. Were in yeah. School. But we didn't go to area for some reason. I don't remember what the reason was. I, I but who knows. So we went to area for the first time. I think the band has done in for years prior. So when we got there, me not knowing what area was, I should have yeah. knew because like when you play baseball, you're only going to play people in your division. Yeah. So when we got there and I seen, like you said, people with 18 wheelers, these <laughs> big old trailers. I'm like, okay, we're, we have 4A, 5A, 6A. And you're like, no, these are 4A schools. I'm yep. like, what? Yeah. It, it, it's a different mentality. Like, I think honestly, you weren't the only one. The kids were like, so, you know, it's like, you know, when we go to U.S. bands, when we see everyone mm-hmm. that size, it's kind of scary to see those 4A schools just like, where are you coming from? How do you how do you get all these kids? And, you know, that's that's one thing I want to continue to learn is how do you retain and recruit that many kids in your program? Because, man, that was scary seeing those 
um, 18 wheelers kind of pull up next to us and our trailer is like falling apart there. <laughs> <laughs> our prop was barely like holding up. Um, but you know, like five years for one, I feel like I'm going to be here. I, that's a goal. I, I am falling in love with Warren every day, even with all the stress. And I, you know, I am le- not legally bound, but I know for sure that if I try to leave, Amanda is definitely going <laughs> to find a way to make sure that I stay. So, you know, until those boys graduate, I don't think I don't think I'm definitely going to be leaving for a while. Yeah. Because like to, to even circle back to the whole area thing, I th- the reason I think we're so small because we're like at the bottom of our. Oh, like, yeah. Like because Katie told me today, she's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, we were 20 kids away from dropping a division. Yeah, like 20, 30 kids and reclassification just came out. And I was like, really? We, you couldn't like unenroll 20 kids real quick. Like we should really be in 3A. But, you know, it is what it is. But honestly, it's going to be a little different because we're waiting for that uh, UIL music recali- reclassification because we got the football one, the basketball one, the volleyball one. But uh, the music one has, hasn't actually released yet, so we don't know if we're moving to a different region mm-hmm. or a different area. And so that's kind of scary because we're kind of that weird, like we're near Corpus kind of situation, like mm-hmm. different parts. of Like, you know, we're south of Houston and everyone else a little bit closer. So I don't, we kind of don't fit in in a sense. So we'll see how that goes. But I, hopefully we won't move. Yeah, and to speak on like the size of the band, not really being because I remember we went to the U.S. bands in Katy, and I remember when we went to perform, there was some kids. I don't know how old they were. I don't know who they were because I didn't look back. They're like, where's the rest of their band? Like, they're yeah. kind of like, like picking it on us, right? So then whenever we started playing, they're like, oh. Because, like, like, I guess us being that small, you're not expecting <laughs> us to be that loud or something like that. So, like, I see what you mean by it doesn't the band doesn't necessarily have to be big. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, oh, it's, it's a bit, like, shocking, when like, especially at the Katy one. You see how big Foster was, and then we were coming up. Like, oh yeah, like, like I hate like like you said. Whenever they had we made finals, and then we Foster went, and then we went. It was like, why would you do this to I, us? I know. Uh, I still tease Sodier about that all the time. I was like, you had to. I'm like, I know you have stayed coming up, but you had to go before us. Like it. It's definitely that was. I tried to just shake it off that I wasn't nervous in front of those kids, but the fact that we had to go after Foster, which was an amazing show this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was really upset that they didn't make state finals this year. Like, is it's scary. And everyone's, everyone has the expectations because, you know, you're a finalist in this whole championships kind of thing. And, you know, you just, you're, we're half, we're a quarter of Foster size in a sense. And, or even the rest of those bands. So it's kind of funny that, you know, I'm used to the fact that, oh, you're tiny. You're not going to have a big sound, blah, blah, blah. But it actually makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of surprising those people and be like, oh, yeah, they do sound like a big band. You know, maybe not the big bands, but, you know, you can sound full. You can sound pretty. You can sound amazing. And mm-hmm. that comes a lot from the kids and other things. But, yeah, a lot from the kids. <laughs> And that's one thing I like when we when I first started helping, you can see like because I remember when I first started the podcast was the same around the same time that I started helping with the yeah. band, and I was telling Ryan and I was like some of these kids just don't want it, but like the more like throughout the more throughout that you could see the kids wanted it more. Well, it like that that goes back to the thing of like what we were talking about how I want to see this band in five years. You know, it honestly like this week has been one of the hardest weeks for me when it comes to that just because I think the kids are so burnt out with testing 
and just overall classes and I can start to see who who wants to get that sweepstakes trophy which is getting a one in marching one in sight reading and one in concert Mm -hmm. so we of course we've gotten the one in marching but we have concert and sight reading coming up in March and I can see who's putting in the effort I can see who wants it and the sad thing is we start having those people who don't want it as much because one yeah they might just be exhausted and all that but honestly there's sometimes they're just there mm-hmm. and it's dragging the band down in a sense but the best thing about it though is you do have those kids no matter what anyone else does in the program they're always going to be the ones who try to lift up the entire program and that's the culture that we're trying to build overall with the war into band is we are trying to set the standard for anyone else that will come after us you mm-hmm. know I, I want to be one of the first ones to get the sweepstakes back because we haven't even had that in for who knows for how long because yeah it's probably been more than 10 years since we've had a sweepstakes trophy and you know the a lot of the juniors this year their goal is not even area next year and when i heard that i was a little upset because they're like oh just re- regular one they're like no we want to be state like we want to go to state we want to experience the alamo dome so i was like okay if that's what we want and so that's how it's going to be because the one thing i always tell these kids and one of the first things i told them was i will push you as much as you push me so if you want it you have to show me that you want it and then i will give you up exactly all the tools you need to make sure that your deck is successful because i can't want it all the time if i keep wanting it all the time it's going to be a me program it's not going to be a our program if that makes sense yeah that's just like the whole coaching baseball thing. It's like we we can want it, but the kids have to want it. Like yeah, you only can do so much. Yeah, because like we can give the kids all these tools and they need to be successful. But really, are you going to use those tools to be successful at the moment? It's it's where the kids start to make their decisions. Yeah, and I think they did that. I want to say the week we went to El Campo. Oh yeah, no. I you think you could see it like the it's like a like somewhere a switch happened and the kids wanted it. I think it was actually even before that. I think it was honestly Edna that pre UIL where we got a three, mm-hmm. and I think the kids were like, "There's no way this should be a three. I don't understand why we, you know, one they let themselves get that low in a sense." And I just remember we called a rehearsal that night after Edna, and. I thought the kids were going to be exhausted. I thought the kids were going to be pissed off on me and I saw them working mm-hmm. and it wasn't the best work ethic, of course, just because it was exhausting. But I remember seeing them learning from their clinician and they were ready. And throughout that entire week, I remember we changed almost a good, good quarter of the show. Of, yeah. Cause I think there was you, you and Katie didn't even know all the changes that we made Mm-mm. and you guys just came in one rehearsal. Like what, what happened? Yeah, and I, was like, I, I was doing the PABC thing that night that yeah. we changed everything. And I walked up like, uh, what the hell did you do? What did yeah, you do? You I, was like, why? I was like, why are you doing this? We have UIL Saturday. Why are you changing it? But it worked. And, you know, the funny thing is like, you weren't the only one. I remember Amanda and Franny both coming up to me like, are you crazy? Like, you have UIL coming up. Why didn't you just clean it? I'm like, just trust just, the process. Trust the process, you know? And once you, I think once you all saw it El Campo, you're just like, oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay we'll take it but it it was a good feeling to watch like the kids i remember me you and grace went to go get the results we honestly were not expecting the ones oh no because of the because of the showing we did at edna the prior prior weekend not even that you you know that that run at el campo was rough like 
We it was rough, but it was ten times better than the Etna run. Yeah, but I I remember you seeing me. I was like, "That's it. This is this is it." Like it, it every. I think there was a. It was Alejandro. He missed his entrance in second movement. I was like, "Well, there goes the one." Like I remember having that entire mentality the entire way through. Cause I know Katie was standing on the side stressing with the guard, the color guard, because it was windy. Yes, and we were we were all worried, but one her kids were amazing that day. Like to fight through that wind, um, and then I remember that third movement. Axel learned a completely new part right before, like right before. I don't know what happened, but I remember him learning a completely new part on that. What bass it drum. was is that we took everybody out of the pit, mm. so he had to take over. I think who Larsine's part and everything. Yes, so, and I I just remember going up to you. I'm like, when did he learn this? So like, how did he even learn this? And it sounded great. Like, shout out to Axel because man, dude, that kid, that kid picked up on. That kid got thrown quick. into the deep end this year, and I was just like, okay. But, um, no, I think I, re- I remember going up to the judges' table, and typically I'm really positive about these things. But, like, you know, as, like, my staff and everything, I hate awards time. I don't mm-hmm. – you guys see me run away. I don't ever stay away. Yeah, I'll probably go be puking in the bushes or something. I just don't do results. Um, I remember going up there and reading a region secretary. I was – No. I was like, oh, whatever. And I just remember him handing me that trophy. And I honestly wanted to cry. Like, I was I was beyond myself that I was like, these kids finally did it. Yeah. And I just remember coming down those stairs. I remember seeing you in Graves. But I think what hit me the most was El Campo's director from last year. Because, you know, the El Campo-Wharton rivalry. Mm-hmm. But for him to really compliment the band. Because seeing, like, I remember coming up to the stands to watch the rest of the band. He came up to me and said, there was a big difference from how your kids were at Edna and how they were at here in El Campo and, and even how we were last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's one of our top directors here in the region. So for him to say that, it was, you know, it, it means we're doing something right, yeah. whether whatever that may be. Yeah, because I remember you walked in there, so me and Graves were sitting there, and Graves was, like, freaking the hell out. I was too, but like, <laughs> there's a saying that I was on Spider Man that uh, she was like, "If you expect disappointment, you'll never be disappointed." So I was yeah. like, "I know we the run sounded good, but at the same time, I'm expecting us not to get ones." Because oh, yeah. me and Katie, if people don't know, we made a bet that if y'all get ones and we go to area, I'll dye my hair. <laughs> Katie yeah. would dye her hair. You would get a perm. And I said that thinking, "I don't think they're gonna get one." Yeah. So I'm like, "It's not gonna happen." You walk out that thing with the trophy. I'm like, "Oh my god, they did it!" Yeah. And at the same time, like. Now I gotta dye my hair. I just remember all, of, yeah, because I think after we announced it to the kids, all three of us looked at each other and were like, "We gotta do it." Yep, we're all changing our hair next week, I guess, or something. My boys went straight to me and they're like, "Oh, you're doing pink? You're doing green?" I was like, "No." I remember that, and then I remember the guard was like, "So what's Katie doing? What's Miss <laughs> Katie doing?" And I'm like, and I remember giving the idea of like, you know what, you should go blonde. And she was like, "Why do you do this?" <laughs> I'm like, "If I gotta do something with my hair, you gotta do something with yours." We still need to shave Graves' head. I think he was supposed to shave his head. I don't, but I don't think Grace ever like agreed to do anything. Well, he needs to agree on something. If, <laughs> you know what? If we need to take a, you know, whatever to his head, we're gonna shave that head off. So yeah, like you walked down, and I had like the perfect idea because the last time that we got a trophy at there was when me and Katie were in school. So I had this idea. I would hide it behind my back, which I did. And we walk up, and the kids with the, you know, the kids were looking at us the whole time. I was like, okay, I can't hide oh, the yeah. trophy no more. So it was crazy. It was it was a, amazing to see. Like I when I picked the trophy up. How the how happy they got? They like attacked me. I was like, somebody please grab this. Oh, <laughs> and you know the funny thing about that? The directors and the judges area, they're like, hey, um, 
congrats, but we definitely heard your kids. And I'm like, oops, sorry. Like, whoever was going, I'm so sorry. But, like, you know, you can't can't hold back that excitement. Mm -mm. But, you know, the funny thing is, you know, two weeks after that, area was not our best run. Mm -mm. No, area was rough. And I think the kids learned so much from that. They were... It was like a humbling experience. Yeah, it was humbling, but it was also an awakening of... I think this goes back to what you were asking about when do you think the kids actually like fully awaken with that show? And I think it was area mm-hmm. because we had such a great run in that warm up area. And I don't know, there was something going on emotionally like with someone else. And I just remember us having such an emotional warm up. And then on the field, everyone just like everyone just crapped out. And yeah, cause like, I don't know who, I don't know who I was telling. I think it might've been able like when y'all we we did the whole show inside the warm-up area, I was like, we're gonna. I think we might make yeah, finals we, here. We were all like, oh my god, this is gonna be like you know we're gonna make history right now. And then we get on the field and they start playing. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, because I was just like, I, I think you saw me partially walking away. I was like, yep, I'm just gonna. I don't know what happened. I don't know. This is like I even asked Bruce and AJ because I mean they were on the field. I was like, what was it like? I don't know if it was pe- more people in the stands or. The overwhelming of seeing how big the schools were, but yeah, which is it's hilarious to me because they're so used to performing in U.S. band settings where we, you know, those stadiums are bigger, those schools are bigger, and it's it's funny how they just they get they get scared. But now I know for sure they're gonna have that hunger next year because the only thing the kids have asked me is what's a Marshall show next year? Have you picked it out yet? Blah blah blah, and I'm like, I have, but I'm not gonna say anything yet. Once I get back from my convention this week, like this coming up week, I should have it. But then I told them, I'm not telling you yet. I'm going to tell the staff first, but you're not going to find out. So, yeah, me and Katie and I think Amanda were talking about it today. So legally, when can the kids start working on the show? So, okay, I wonder how that works, because I remember when I was in school, my junior year going to senior, he gave it. It was the last two weeks of school. He he said he gave us the sheet music. He literally put it down. He said, this is the, sh- the music for next year. If y'all want to learn it, y'all can come grab it and learn it. And he had, like, I guess the file of the actual, what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. He had it sitting there. And one of the, I think the girl that was the band director or the drum major, mm-hmm. she went and plugged it in. So we heard it. But he went and sat in the office. So I don't know if, like, is there a point where you can't do it? Or? You know, I think, I don't, I don't know. That goes back like, to, I don't like, want to get you in trouble. I no, just no, I, I think this goes back to such a weird, this is one of those gray area moments. And honestly, I don't know the answer to it just because, you know, we a lot of bands have like summer training camps and they have some not exposing anyone. But like I've I've definitely seen people post stuff in March about having primer camps and teaching the freshmen and all that. And in a sense, I don't know if that really falls under the rule. But I know during the summer they have the whole it used to be 24 or whatever, how many hours prior of being outside. Now it's expanded. But basically, typically we don't start learning the drill until August 1st. But that's only the drill. From what I understand, the rules is you can learn all the music. You can learn um, technique and all that prior to such. And, you know, but I, I've, that's just been such a gray area for me. So the way I conquered that issue is during the entire springtime, you know, kids are focusing on concert ensemble stuff, and which they already hate. So a lot of the things that we do is, one, I pick out the spring concert really actually are some of the pieces that we'll play for marching or things that will help them get ready for marching. Cause I remember last year the kids got so mad at me because I picked, I programmed a two hour concert 
like our entire spring concert was two hours long just the high school not the junior high just straight up the high school <laughs> the kids were exhausted they had they played almost 10 to 12 pieces not counting jazz band and then on top of that i think we played a little bit of marching stuff in there as well and yeah i know it was just a long concert but the funny thing is after that they were all like oh we've done a lot of these things in our marching show so it made it easier made it faster so i don't i don't want to say that there's a right or wrong gray area but yes just no drill before august 1st it's just like yeah. football yeah so i can see what you're saying because i know we we learned our my senior year show like we had it memorized everything so when we came we came for the first day mm-hmm. uh, summer round which would be august 1st we we the only ones that needed to learn the music were the the freshmen coming in yeah so when we went we had summer band like the first little half is when we were pretty much just teaching the freshmen yeah because we had everything memorized besides the little tweaks that he did so then when we did the outside portion that's when we learned the drill so he it made the drill easier because we already knew the music yeah and so like now like that's why like for me i try to focus a lot on that music first and then when band camp starts which because of the whole district moving our schedule up you know we start two weeks before school starts two or three weeks um you know a lot of that's focusing on just our little kids' technique mm-hmm. and just marching and moving just because it's hard it's awkward the kids who are going through puberty don't know how to move their body and it's kind of funny so yeah <laughs> so move off a of bank we're gonna come back to it but oh lord <laughs> how did how did we meet like the, what was your first impression so where did we meet first honestly i think the first time we met was you being hungry at a little league game you were so <laughs> hungry and i was cooking and you're like you know what put two patties in there i'm like okay like you were one of the first ones who started a whole double patty for the board members <laughs> and i was and now from then on every board member wanted double patties double cheese double everything and then I started just memorizing everyone's orders. Um, but uh, no, I think that was I think that was the first time I met you because I actually technically met you first before I met Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie was just kind of a woman there that was with Amanda. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> she was just counting money. And then she, I think I started to get to know Katie more because of Kelsey because Kelsey was with us. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how it really got all into it, but. I just remember I one and I found that you were a percussionist because of Katie. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point. I just remember in like March or April, I told Katie, I need a guard director. You're going to be the new guard director. <laughs> and she, I just remember her freaking out. She's like, um, uh, sure. I'll ask my husband. I'm like, bring your husband, bring the children. We'll do everything. It's fine. It's cause she, she doesn't like being in front of people and stuff. It's hilarious. But the funny thing is she's like, Compared to a lot of the people that I met around our guard, she is the one that can get them in control. Mm-hmm. And the kids love her way too much. And it's hilarious. I think you, you saw it this Saturday when yeah. she did her. <laughs> when she literally walked away, which is one we found out was just to go to the restroom. The kids straight up thought that she was disappointed after their little like run through. And I just remember that entire room going silent and disappointed because Katie. And all she did was want to use the restroom. Yeah, just to go to the restroom. And all she said was three. And I was like three what and then she just walked away so and i remember that entire room i could hear a pin drop and everyone hey after that everything turned out better but man that's how you know fear is real in those kids sometimes because i remember her coming and asking me about the host i was like do it i mean if that's what you want to do do it you know and she's like well you're gonna have to like wash the kids all the time i was like it's fine if that's something you want to do i'll do it and everything so i mean i did like the first i think all the summer band 
Like maybe the first three football games, I wasn't helping with y'all. Yeah, no, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have you until we didn't have you until the first home game. Yeah, which because the first three games were all away, but yeah, no, we didn't have you until then. And then you were, I think you were a little mad because the fight song was getting messy. Well, wasn't because I remember she was because I remember one time I was like, she's like, just bring the kids to come to the the yeah. practice. And she's like, but you're going to get frustrated. Because, like, me, I like I knew how the fight song used to sound, which was, like, 10 years ago. So, like, I didn't know y'all changed how the beginning went. or And, like, so to me, it was off. But then even then, because I think when I first went to practice, uh, y'all were still playing for the drill team walking in. Or y'all were doing something because y'all were playing the fight song. Yeah. And when I was walking up, I heard, I was like, what the hell is this? So the funny thing is about that whole thing, you always thought that we couldn't play it. But the boys were actually kind of just messing around. And I remember they're both going to us. They're like, who did you send us? Like, we were just literally just joking around. And I, see, I, I didn't. Yeah. And, and that's all we were. Because we were just trying it out. Because we were actually trying to joke with the drill team. Because, you know, they have their whole halftime entrance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, take it really fast. Take it really, really fast. And I remember Carly was just like, don't you dare take it that fast. Or resuck. But I was like. And the boys just ended up joking around with it. And I remember the officers were like, don't you dare take it that fast. And that's when you're like, what is this? What is going on? And do you want me to work with the boys? I'm like, uh, sure. Sure. Just go. Just go ahead. And I don't like, I mean, they're kids. And I was like, I don't like talking to people. So I was like, I was nervous myself walking over there. It was hilarious how you, every time you would be like, I don't like kids. I I don't, I can never be a teacher. And I'm like, but it's hilarious when you're, when you work with the boys, it's, it's the same way how the girls are with Katie. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I was like, I, you know, I always joke around how you should go back to school and just do it. I'm like, it's so funny how scared you look every time we mention yeah. it. Mm-mm. Can't do it. <laughs> so, like, what's the difference between the two? Like, how me and Katie are, because I know you've only been there one baseball season, so it's not like, so, like, the difference between way me and Katie were, like, when were you around us during baseball to where we are with you during the band? I think... It's funny. I think, you know, we joke around about it. Sometimes I think you said it in the podcast. It's during marching season. It's like you guys just like we're, we work together in a different way. And, you know, like whatever. Like when I say something, it happens in a sense. But during baseball, I just I get to take this. You know, I get to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's different in that sense. But it's hilarious because sometimes, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but as stressed as you and Katie are during marching season, you there's a different sense of joy during it. It, it. It's different because I think you guys see the change, and I think you guys actually like working with the kids, even though sometimes you guys get annoyed <laughs> with the kids. Um, even, but I think that's one thing I def- definitely see, because sometimes I feel like when it comes during baseball season, Katie does a lot more of the background paper mm-hmm. paperwork, and I can already tell she hates that because – any teacher hates any background paperwork already. And then, but the thing though is with you, it's different because I feel like it's the same kind of zone you're in when you're working with the boys. And Mm -hmm. then you are with, with, you know, when you're coaching your baseball, your little league team, but I still see a different side of you. I feel like you're actually a little bit more, you hold back more when I saw you in baseball, like you're, you're the mean coach, but you're not, but you don't have that same, I don't want to say drive, but you have a different passion when you come when you get to work with the boys. I think a lot of it is because they're older. Yes, and I think you have a. They're, I think you try to build yourself a limitation when you're with the little league. It's it's the fact that like, 
because when I was growing up, I always liked playing drums. I just never was in band. Yeah. And then like, but I've always played baseball since I could even remember. So it's like more of a passion thing for baseball. Yeah. So like coaching Roy and him, because I know he's he won't be as good as I was when I was that age, which isn't his fault. But like the passion I have for baseball. So it's like I can see it's different when it goes to band because band I could be more like. Yeah, it's more of like a relaxing, relaxed time for you than it is for baseball. And I, 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 that's why I think it, that's different on that side. But the fun thing is with Katie, it's just. It's like the same. Yeah, Katie's just Katie. <laughs> she's, just, she's just stressed. And it's that's why we just give her food, whatever, just help her out. So I have on here how our relationship has gotten closer over the past few months. Because I remember, because I got closer once band, I started helping with band. Yeah, and I think, you know, if I think it's Katie just pointed it out today. Like, you two are the only two people in a sense. Well, specific, specifically her. She's the only one that I actually hang out with genuinely outside of work as a district employee. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it to me, I think there was one time near December that we didn't see each other for like a whole week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I felt weird. I was like, I don't see Katie and Roy. And then whenever like what we saw each other during Thanksgiving, or, um, I think it was after I got back from Christmas break. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it was back. It felt good to see everyone again. But I think relationship wise, it's one of those like, like with you and Amanda, Abel, and even Katie, it it, it brings with that sense of family. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's one thing that Katie and I talked about a long time ago. Was she asked me how I do it? You know, how I do it? How do I move to a town that I don't know anyone? And honestly, I think it's because of that. And you find that sense of family. You find that sense of just belonging. And I think I found that group. You know, there. I can be stupid with you guys and I can definitely drink adult beverages and act <laughs> stupid in front of you guys. Sorry for the band kids who listen to this. Don't say anything. Um, you know, like you, I can be open with you guys. I, I still remember one of the very first times. I don't know what happened, but Katie just like opened up to me and broke down and I'm like, okay, so you're one of those people I can just talk to. It was probably about me. It was. I, I didn't want to say it, but it, it was. Yeah, but there, there was a moment in there. I don't know what the hell happened to me. That it was bad. And you know, I think there's moments that I can talk to you, and you, you know, it, it's different. You know. Yeah, and then the part where you were talking about the the two weeks where it felt weird. I remember it, it was. It had to be around the same time. I told Katie, I'm having Espinosa withdrawal. Okay, so was it just me? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Because there was like there was really. I don't remember. I think it was near Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Cause it was somewhere around there. It was or near there before we started going to the playoff games. Because yeah. there was a, definitely a time we all didn't see each other, and I was just like, kind of missed out. Because <laughs> well, like, like for like two months straight, it was like every day we saw yeah. each other. And then like after that, because even there, I was like, I was having like Amanda withdrawals too because I didn't. Because <laughs> typically we have a conversation, but we didn't have anything to talk about. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go back in my room now. I think it happened right after. The last contest, like with marching band. And you know, that probably makes sense because we were exhausted after that weekend. You were. You I, were. Felt, I felt bad for Abel because, like, he drove the whole way there and back. Me and Katie, I think, slept the entire way from. When you we left, were. When we left to when we got back. You home. were going through something. <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I forget. I don't know if. I think I've covered it on the podcast. I just. We got to. We got when we literally got to Waco when we got there, it was like like a all I can explain is like yeah. a black cloud came over. I was like, I want to go home. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
I yeah, you told me I, I separated you, myself from everybody. Yeah, you mentioned that before, and then I just remember like we were getting Whataburger because I think all the kids were hungry. And you got in the truck. One, you didn't even want to get in the truck. Katie and I had to force you to come with us. And then I just randomly see you slump down there, like in the fetal. You were straight up, like almost in a fetal position. And I just looked at Katie, like, do I want to? Do I need to be worried? And he's like, Nah. He's just having one of those moments. I was like, Okay. I was like, What is wrong with me? And I still don't know what was wrong. She was straight up, just like, This is normal. Like, I guess if you call that normal, (laughs) your husband's in a fetal position in the back of the car. But okay. Yeah, I think I think it was just an exhaustion thing. I don't know. So, how did you think marching season went this past school year? Way, way better than I expected for sure. Um, <laughs> that's where I said, "Do you th- was it better than you expected?" <laughs> yeah, that's why that, that's kind of like where my answer came from. But no, definitely a lot better. Um, I think results wise, it was a lot better. But I think behavior wise, I definitely had a little bit more issues, um, which we just had to deal with as a teacher but one thing i'm really happy this year is we didn't have as much drama because last year there was definitely a lot more times i wanted to cry and i just wanted to just give up like and that's probably just because of rebuilding but there was a lot when i mean a lot of drama if you and katie were there i think you guys would have left so quick so quick because you know that was you know i think that what made it hard too was i didn't have amanda like Amanda and Abel, I didn't know them because Amanda hated me during that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have Franny as well. Like I didn't have anyone that I'm close to now. And you didn't have that support system. Oh yeah, I didn't have that support system. Graves and I were definitely arguing and giving each other a side of treatment for a while, just because we didn't know how to communicate with each other. So it it was hard. It was definitely rough. Like rough is a nice word for it. Yeah, and I, I remember one one practice you had. You were. Because I can see, like, when you get upset and stuff, because you know the potential these kids have. And then, like, that practice, they were just talking. Like, oh, all of I us were frustrated. Away? Yeah, that's when you walked off and left Katie in charge. But, like, <laughs> I don't know if it was you walking off that the kids realized or, like, Katie getting loud. I was saying stuff. And it's just, like, they, they switched back. And it was some of the seniors, too. Like, it's like, they're like, look what look what happened now. Like, let's, let's, let's clock in let's let's get let's get you, it together you know i i never i i hate to say that i would i never never like walk away from the kids but you know these kids i don't ever want it to seem like to these kids that i walk away because i'm disappointed well yeah i am disappointed but i never want it to be in a bad intention that i walk away from kids they shouldn't see it that way they should see it as you're passionate so like that's why you get upset and honestly i think it's because of that i think i know myself so well that i could definitely say a lot of things but I just need that moment to walk away. And I choose to walk away just because I don't want to explode on these kids and mm-hmm. say things that I would regret. And I love these kids way too much for me to do that. And I think that's why, like, every single time they they don't push themselves, I feel really disappointed because I know what they can do. And I only want the best for these kids no matter what. So it, it, it's really hard for me to see them allow themselves to be anything but the best version of themselves. Yeah, I remember one time, like usually I never really told, I would never get on the drum line. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time it was with that same, I think it was that same practice where they, they just kept goofing off and I like got loud in front. I, I got loud in front of the band on them. And I could see some of the band kids like, Oh, like, you know, that now that I think about it, this is the week of Edna. Yeah, it was that week after. No, it was the week of, cause we were still learning the show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was that week. We were, 
like all of us were just biting each other's head off because I remember that was a time Katie kept slapping me for sure on this while I was trying to teach stuff. So that was painful already. You were getting frustrated with me because I didn't know what to do with the drum line because they were either marching or not marching. And I was only frustrated because they were frustrating me. And then Graves had a like screaming match with like the woodwinds over stuff because there was one time they were working and all of us looked and like, it was even the like, guy the director from foster we all like everybody at the same time we're like what was that yeah like it was not what it was played so yeah that was a really frustrating week for all of us i think and i think that actually is probably the result of why we got a three in that contest was it the the practice uh like right after edna no it was so it was that monday and i don't know no, why because monday we had the dude from foster no come. we had foster that saturday right after the edna contest so i remember that rehearsal so monday the the week of edna we for some reason we couldn't finish the fourth movement so we didn't know the drill and it, it was just a hot mess so we were trying to teach it and i think i was getting frustrated because the kids were just not paying attention mm-hmm. and not understanding what you know we were trying to make their lives easier and they kept trying to make it harder for themselves um so yeah that i i walked away katie, katie kept calling me because she didn't know what to do and well, I was we like, sat there just for a little bit, and they, even the bankers were just sitting there. And I remember, like, they still weren't listening at first. And I told them, I, I even told you, I think that's probably wasn't enough. I was like, make them run laps, and like, you were taking in everything. That's when you walked off. And I told Katie, they just need to run. Yeah, but Katie wouldn't. Katie was like, no, they just need to keep going through it. So I was like, me and Katie both, they them like reset. Let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's when like the the upperclassmen actually like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember Katie said that's when Matt was kind of like, okay, let's like this is what you guys need. Um, but yeah, after that weekend, I remember going to Edna that morning. We were all just done with Edna because I think we just didn't feel good. And then we ate partially raw burgers because mm-hmm. you and I both looked at each other and it was like really pink. And then after that, we gave the kids like a two hour break and all the parents were mad at me. I remember that. And they're like, we should just, you should just send them home. Let them rest, blah, blah, blah. You should just pulled out of Edna and just did your rehearsal. And I was just like, no, please let me do what I'm doing. I'm following the rules. Like, I gave your kids an extra time off this week. Um, we, I invited him to come over, Foster's director. And that same night, we changed that show. Mm-hmm. But you had a PABC meeting, so you couldn't, yeah, you didn't see much of it. No. Actually, you know what? No, we didn't change anything that Saturday night. But we learned the rest of the show that Saturday night. That's what I'm saying. It was a yeah. Saturday night. So we did learn the rest of that show. The following Monday, the week, the the week, week of, of UIL, yeah. that Monday rehearsal, which is our only rehearsal really of the week, we changed the show with the Foster's director because I think the rest of the four days, we were like, well, let's learn so it. We had a run through the Saturday before UIL. Yes. And then remember, well, no, not really because it was Edna. The Friday before was the West Columbia game. And that's where... I got told to get off the field oh, yeah. because we were going over, but I'm like, no, because we're almost done. And two, I need a run through of how this is going to look like the next day. So yes, I remember that because, <laughs> Oh, I think that was the start of the spicy games in the sense of Katie had to hold me back starting from that day. Every game she had to hold me back from being spicy with people. So what are you looking forward to for next season's marching band season? Like, the new show, how different is the show compared to, like, this year that we just did? You know, I want to say this year's, this next year is going to be darker. Mm-hmm. I think I'm done. I'm tired of these happy shows. I'm <laughs> tired of giving a happy message. Um, well, I mean, yeah, good. Yeah, sure. Positivity, whatever. 
but I just wanted to go really dark this year. Um, I've been talking to our show designer, which luckily this year is Foster's director. Um, he's doing a lot of our show stuff. I I can't say much because I know this is coming out this week, and no, the it kids. Won't. It won't okay. come out this week. Okay, as long as it comes out the following week, then maybe yeah. So, the overall theme that we've decided so far is it's going to be an idea of being set free of out of a prison because the kids love this uh, drum corps show uh, from Santa Clara Vanguard 2018. They did a, a song by Arcade Fire, My Body is a Cage. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And it features two baritones initially. And, you know, I have two wonderful trombone players. I have AJ, I have Tony. And Tony's going to be a senior. AJ is going to come back on the trombone line just to march with Tony one last time. So I wanted to feature them. So that was the main idea. And basically this entire concept of just being, you know, we have this moments in our life where we feel trapped. We don't, we can't ever, we feel like we're, we can't escape. Whether that be this idea of we're trapped in Wharton, which a lot of small town kids have this mentality, you know, we can't break free from the small town. Um, or even, you know, we feel trapped with ourselves with all the emotional and mental states that we go through. So it, it's really dark overall where I don't think we have a happy part of the show based on the music we've been looking at until the very last maybe minute or 30 seconds of the show. So it, it's just overall dark content. And for next year, I just want to be better than how we work. You know, the kids have this goal to be going to state and I think we're going to have the show to get to state this year. Um, or even at least area finals. Actually, no, I can't say that because the kid said I I am not allowed to say that. We I have to always say state now, but you know I think we have the kids for it. We have the potential for it. They just need to put the work onto it into it. You know. And it and it I know because I know a lot of the band kids once they hear that you're gonna be on the episode they're gonna listen to this. It it starts whenever we start the marching season this coming up year. It's gonna if they want state, it's gonna start. Oh yeah, summer band. Whenever uh, you give them the music to listen to to play, that's when they need to realize if they want state, it starts the first day they learn the music. Yeah, no, I already told these kids like we have the primer camps coming for the upcoming like incoming freshmen, incoming eighth graders. We're gonna hold a little camp that teach them basis of marching, mm-hmm. probably in April or end May. And I told them like we're gonna start. We're going to we're going to dig deep into this. We're going to start learning the music. We're going to take the technique to learn it. We cannot waste a single minute Mm -hmm. anymore. I think last this year specifically, I spent so much time on making sure we had the stand tunes ready for the community, for the drill team and all of that. And honestly, I I don't think I spent as much time on the marching shows I wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I hated because the show could have done bid so much more because this show this year has meant a lot for me. Um so I wanted it to be in a good way. But I know this upcoming year, the kids are going to hate me, I think, <laughs> in the sense of I'm going to want it a lot more because we were so close. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, like, whoever's listening to it that's in the band, y'all literally have to start wanting it. Y'all have to want, y'all have to picture state the minute y'all start. You need to picture the Alamo Dome. Like, we've already got to experience Dallas Cowboys. Never again, please. It's never. Yeah, no, sorry. I love, <laughs> no. But, like, now the goal is Alamo Dome. The November 4th is our week, that week. Actually, that specific day, that is, I believe, 4A prelims. And that should be our goal. Like, it is on the district calendar that we will. Like, that is our goal, and I want that to be our goal. Yeah, because, like, if you, if you look at it like a football team or even baseball team, like, at the start of, when they start their first practice, their coaches are, 
state is our goal. Yep. They don't care about winning district. Yeah, you do, but the ultimate goal is winning state. So as a band, you should want the same thing. Those are, you know, those are the stepping stones to everything else because our main goal is going to be state. I, I hate to say that, but yeah, that's the goal. I don't care like what else it may be. So I'm putting on here me helping from the start of the season because I know, like we said, like I didn't come into like the third week, of, not yeah. even because I missed all the summer band, and then even the third week of school, well, football. That's when I first started coming and helping. So I'm like now I get to start from the beginning. I mean, I might not be there like because on yeah. Mondays I'll be there all day, but like during the week I won't be there to have to like four. Yeah, because you know you have work and everything. But like one, I think one of the main goals is I told I was talking to Kate about it is one making sure Katie gets paid more because with hours she does for us. And then one of the other goals I've been talking to Katie about is getting you a pair position spot just because with the hours you guys put in. But you know, no promises are just because of the district, but that's yeah. like one of the things I want to push for. But um, I think I'm excited because I hate to be selfish about this, but I think this last two years I've been so spread thin. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, Graves is really great at handling the woodwinds, but he's not really a percussionist. And I mean, granted, I'm not either. So he doesn't well, really. I mean, I play percussion, but like I have on here, even though I don't think I can help with more than what I know. Like, yeah, but at least you get the general concept of the sense of like, I can leave you with the kids and they can, you know, they'll, you'll be able to run their rehearsal because there's a lot of times I, I remember our band squad, our band summer schedule literally will consist of woodwinds have their own time and I'm working with the brass or someone else and brass even has specifically has their own time. And then there's a specific time just for guard, just because I have to go through guard brass and percussion. Mm-hmm. and then so it, it it honestly gets exhausting on my end so i like that's gonna be the best part of having you and katie at an earlier time just because i'm like i can give those two away i can focus on what's mine in a sense and i can over focus on the overall success of the program and then with that i gotta like because her mom was doing pilot club anchor club stuff so this is her last like because i know like i forgot when it was we went to forgot where she when she got inducted as the the head of the Texas district. Yeah. So this is her last whatever she's doing now is it. So when it comes to March season this coming up year, her mom doesn't have anything extra now. Okay. And, and like even my mom has told her bosses if she's still working there when March season comes, that Friday nights that she won't be working, because now they because I mean, my mom and her mom have seen the passion me and Katie have. Yeah. For this, and like if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't been able to help. Well, I was. It was really me because Katie was going to do it regardless because I would stay home with the kids. But with my mom, her mom, some family friends and stuff stepping up and watching the kids really helped. But I think, you know, the I I love seeing it, though, is when you guys always brought the kids was because one Amanda's hilarious when the kids are around because it's just like the kids disappear. And I'm like, I think Amanda kidnapped them. But the kids, the band kids, the band kids kids love the kids. See, I don't mind bringing them to practices. Yeah, but, but it's like when we go to competitions, that's when I don't want to bring the kids. It's it's stressful. Yeah. You know, it's harder. And, you know, you Friday Night Lights is even worse mm-hmm. just because football, everything else that goes on with that, it's it's a lot. And I think, honestly, it's a little bit scarier to distribute the realignment. We're not at the moment, based on what I understood, is we don't go against Belleville and Sealy anymore. They're not in our district anymore. So we'll be going to Katy, which I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> but I don't know if it's the same stadium because it's Harmony Katy and then Harmony Sugarland. So I'm a little excited about those. It's a little bit closer. Um, 
but you know it it, it is stressful and you know i was talking to katie about it during christmas i think yeah, near christmas i'm scared to be a parent i don't know how you to do it like I want to be a parent so bad because I want to have my own child for sure. But it's, I'm scared. I I don't know how I'm going to balance being a band director and being a child. And, you know, Katie's like, oh, it'll just, you know, you'll find a time because your priorities will change. But I hate to say it. I don't think I'm ready to have that priority because I don't think I'm ready as a band director. Like, I I don't think I'm done yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I hopefully. Hopefully, I won't have that issue, but I am extremely excited to see you guys a lot more in a sense that, you know, I always felt bad. Like, you know, I always did feel bad. And I always told you guys, you know, if you get one of you can't show up or, you know, if you can't show up this week, that's fine. Like, I understand because, you know, things just happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, Katie would always text me. I feel bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, please, no, go, go be with the babies. It's perfectly fine. She even did that. I think the other day. Cause she, I think we had the recruitment night and she texted me. She's like, I can't be there because she was losing her voice. I'm like, okay, you're not, you're not feeling well. Please go home. Like, it's fine. She's like, I feel bad. I feel- that's the thing with me and Katie though. Like once we're committed to something, we don't, we don't want to back out of it. Yeah. But like life happens, yeah. you know, like I'm not going to crucify you guys just because, oh no, Jasper's sick. Okay. Jasper's sick. Please take care of him. <laughs> like, or like, come bring him here. We'll take care of him for you while you go do what you need to do. I think the scariest moment for Katie was when we went to area. I I remember that and I I felt bad as like her head. I was like, please go home. And she's like, No, I have to stay here. I'm like, go. I remember arguing with her. I was like, go home. Like when you were you were talking with the rest of the kids, I pulled her aside. I was like, go home. Take the district car, go home, we'll find our way back. And she would not listen to me that entire time. But I'm happy little Roy's fine. I, I definitely was worried about Little Roy. Um, but I think it also shows how well our family's grown. Yep. You know, it, it's different now. I do remember that now that you brought that up. Because remember, because I know how Katie gets. So when all that was going on, she was bottling it up a lot, trying to. So I know if, like, if something happened with the guard girls, she was going to pop off. Yeah. So I would literally walk over <laughs> and say, hey, I told the girls, I was like, come here. And they all looked at me like, why are you talking to us? And I was like, hey. Some news just happened with my oldest. Katie's kind of upset. So if she gets mad at y'all, don't take it personal. And they're like, okay. And like, I was just trying to warn them because I know if she would have popped off on them that day, they'd have been like, what do we do? Yeah. No, Katie definitely has that mama bear side that just, it takes over. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be scary or she's going to be the perfect person to be around. Yeah. So perfect segue since we're talking about guard. So now winter guard. So this is this really isn't for me. I mean, because it has nothing to do with percussion. It's just something yeah. y'all do. Not yet. But Maybe next year. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny to see, like, when I go to the practices, how different it is in a way. It, it For me, it allows my creative side to be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you're focusing on a smaller group. Yeah, smaller group, but also in the sense of a little bit more flexibility. It's not the same as marching band because I don't have a full group that you have all these factors to teach, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it, this is my, this is my one, this is my workout season. This is where I lose the most weight because of how exhausting it is. Um, I think this year is going to be really good. The kids had a rough, it's, they're in a rough start. I think I don't actually, I don't want to say rough start because right now their score is higher than they were last year. And we only performed like a quarter of the show. Yeah. So that says something already, but I think I'm excited to see where Katie's going to go. Like she it's funny how timid and scared she is, but I know she has the potential to 
direct these kids in such a great way and it's funny because i ever tell her like go ahead write something it's fine just do it please like take it off my back and she's so scared and timid even though i know she knows and she has the idea of what she wants and i'm excited to see her grow more than anything else i know these kids will grow and you know it's great and all but i'm excited to see what a different side this will bring out in katie yeah i had told ryan on the episode that well they already they would have already heard this one but i told him because i think it was i think it was wednesday no the monday night practice y'all had was the first time i was able to go and actually pay attention to the practice instead of chasing the kids around and i was just watching like y'all work with the kids and i was watching katie and i was like i told ryan i was like i'm so proud of her like just watching her from what me that's what she did in school and then watching her take over doing this I was like, I'm so proud of this girl. She might not realize it, it but and like, and I, just, that, I think that's what I just want her to realize is she does have the potential to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, she might not have the skills like as all of us do, and you know we've mentioned that. But the thing though is, you don't always have to have those skills to fix a kid or to teach your kids in any way. So, I just want her to just be a little bit more comfortable about it because I think she has the potential and she's gonna do great with them. And I can finally like let it go because honestly. I was scared this past Wednesday because I couldn't be there because I had to be with the brass kids. And I was like, okay, just go. And when I came back, Katie did so many things that like I didn't have to worry about. I, w- I was worried about it too because I remember that that day she I told her, I was like, so do you want me to – I'll go get the kids. Do you want me to take them home? Yeah. That way you can focus since it's just going to be you. She was like, yes, please. Because I knew it would be a lot for her to yeah. be, her, be on herself, by herself and dealing with one of the kids. I was like, you know what? I'll take the kids home. You yeah. do what you got to do. And it was funny, though, because she came home and I had the kids to sleep, which never happens with her. She was like, this is some bullshit. Whenever I, they never go to sleep for me. Because <laughs> I took them a bath and everything. And they were out before she even got home. Yeah. I, I was so happy. Even the kids were like, yeah, we got everything done. Like it was it was, a, I would say, a chill rehearsal mm-hmm. just because they were just getting along with Katie. I think the only thing they were freaking out about was I made changes on Monday. And then I think you guys had a little league meeting that Monday. You guys didn't come in until like the last 30 minutes of rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So Katie was like, I don't know any of the changes that you made. And I guess I didn't give her like the, our holy Bible of like everything. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I cleaned it. I'm like, it looks great on Thursday. So I was like, I, that's why I didn't even argue anything with her on Thursday. That's why I just want her to see that she can, you do, can it. do it. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'll, I'll help you do the choreography stuff. That's fine. But there's gonna there's gonna be a point in this season i know for sure and i i hope it's gonna over it she's just gonna i'm gonna just be like bye i told her that she's she needs to happen by march 2nd (laughs) because i told her she can go and i'll i'll help you during um opening ceremonies she'll take them (laughs) she yeah no i got i definitely got slapped when i told her that so i guess not and i think the girls like enjoy her company at the same time Katie, I think that's what it is. Katie is a breath of fresh air to these girls. Yeah. They have been through a rough patch. I'm not going to say names or anything like that, but they have been such through a rough patch in the sense that they were in a very toxic environment last year. Mm-hmm. That one, it was the guard and then the band. Like there was a complete separation between all of them. And I'm just excited to see that the guard is more involved with the band. They're a family and they don't, they're not bickering. They're not fighting. I mean, yeah, they're girls and, you know, they're teenagers. They're going to fight and all of that. Yeah. But it's hilarious that when Katie says stop, 
everything ends or just katie we have we have a new thing now it's the uh the angry thumb because katie has this tendency when she's being passive aggressive in text message she'll send the thumbs up emoji and from now on we all know <laughs> that she's mad and we need to do fix whatever we're doing because like i think i was running late to rehearsal because I think Bruce or someone didn't get picked up from the band hall. Mm -hmm. And she sent a thumbs up emoji. And I'm like, I'm on the way. I am on <laughs> the way. Like I am hurrying. Like I, I was, no, it was a, uh, this more Saturday. Remember how I was late and you, you even went to get tacos already. Oh, we were running late because of the kids though. Yeah. But like she sent me the thumbs up and all I said was, I am hurrying. I am so sorry. Like I, yeah, no, she, she can be scary. She's a silent, scary person. That's all I'm saying. I, I honestly see her taking over, like, actually. I want her to. I, she I, doesn't see herself doing it. I see her. I would leave her with those kids. I would, I would feel perfectly fine. She's responsible enough for those kids. And plus, the kids, I'm waiting for the day, though, that she goes off on them a little bit. Because she still hasn't It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm just going to laugh a little bit. Like, finally, we see the Katie, Katie. <laughs> Y'all see the one I get every night. <laughs> Don't say that. She might come out of her room and just kill you right now. <laughs> so before we move off of this, how do you think their first show went? Because when we're recording this, it happened yesterday. But y'all won't hear this till maybe not next week, but the following. I'm not. I'm not too sure when this one comes out. Oh great! I'm gonna be listening to this while I'm in New Mexico. Okay. I don't uh, know because I know we already I already filmed episode 23, which is this Wednesday, Tuesday, which is this one that's coming up. It's gonna sound weird because we're pre-recording the hell right? out of this one. Um, this their first show. I think, honestly, they were such smart performers. There was great saves. There was smart performing. And that, that's always what I want from them is to be smart. They know how to recover. They know how to fix up quickly. Um, no, they were great, I think, for the first show. Mm -hmm. I do believe that we do need to move down classes because we are such a young guard. Mm -hmm. We have eighth graders. We have more than 50% of them starting this year. It It's nothing bad against them. They're just in the wrong division. Um, but I think the kids are starting to like the show. It's mm -hmm. such a cute, basic show. Um, nothing deep about it. It's just pretty. Yeah. And I think that it was a great first. It was a decent first show. There you go. Decent first show. Um, it. I definitely got disappointed a little bit because there were some things the judges said. But I think they'll grow better. I think what made me happy, though, was the first thing. I called Katie because you finally finished throwing up, <laughs> right? Um, that's a different story. We're not going to go there. Um I just remember her. I, I love the fact that she was already listening to judges tapes and she was already taking notes. And when we got back, actually, after I dropped you off, she straight up started talking about if we need to change silks. She already went shopping for flags <laughs> and she's like, it's so expensive. Where do we find cheap ones? I'm like, look, you do you see what we can do. Find options. I'm like, PABC still owes us some money that we got from the fundraiser. Just do what you need to do. Like, we'll figure it out. But her the passion is there the kids are starting to see what it's supposed to be so i'm excited for monday how this rehearsal is going to be it's probably gonna be a hot mess but it's fine all right so we can get off of all the oh words. no more band and no more guard yeah yeah okay. so like there's this thing on a podcast where i always talk about fucking scream all the time so now but i told ryan the one that's kind of like taking that spot over scream is Im immortal instruments Cause I've been talking about this because y'all got me into the book. I blame Amanda. Okay, she is. Because oh. what? I don't remember how it all started. We were. T I think we were talking about it on the podcast. Amanda's like, you need yes. to you need to listen to read the books. And I was like, I'm not gonna read the books. But I started audio booking them. 
And so I've gotten into them and I rewatched the whole show. And I remember, from what I can remember when I first watched it, the show, I liked it. But when I started reading the books, I'm like, okay, the show sucks. But I rewatched the whole thing. I was like, it wasn't that bad. It was really cheesy. I can tell you that. That first season was really, really cheesy. I, okay, personal opinion that is, I love the series just because of, I think they developed it really well. Mm-hmm. Does it stay true to the book? No. Not at all. Um, I don't really also like some of the spins they took on it. There is, they, I, I don't think they should have done some of those things, but I get, you know, when it comes to that kind of production they have to do. And I'm going to be honest, I told Amanda this too. I haven't actually finished the series all the way through. So I, as I'm doing it now, cause Amanda got you into it and I'm like, well, I feel ashamed. Like, <laughs> I feel like I should. So I started, I actually started listening to audiobook too. That's why I haven't listened to all your podcasts. Cause when I'm driving now, I listen to that. Um, well, see, I'm slacking because at work, I would listen to nothing but podcasts. Yeah, I'm so behind on some of my podcasts because I've been listening to the book. See, I'm the opposite. I'm behind on I'm behind on all my podcasts because of just okay. Actually, yeah, no, it's the, the same. 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 So yeah, it's the same. Um, but yeah, I I'm definitely starting to love the book. I think the biggest issue is I start seeing the TV characters like to face the actual book characters, and. Uh, I kind of hate that sometimes because I did that with Percy Jackson and it it threw me off a little bit. <laughs> See, me, I was I went the opposite route because most people read the books and then they watched the movie yeah. slash show. I watched the movie slash show before I read the book, so I had that I could picture the characters as I was reading because most of the ones I pictured were from the show because they had more characters in the show. Yeah, in the book because the book only I mean the movie only covered like maybe the first book. Well, okay, if if that. So shameful thing on that part for me. I don't want to. Just, not shameful, but so I only did, I only read the book was because in, maybe you guys probably did too, but in California, they had this thing in the library, you get AR points, which is accelerated reader points. So specific books give you specific points. And if you get a certain amount, you get like a party at the end of the year. So I actually only grabbed that book in that series because of that. And it was really good. I actually ended up really liking the series, but I get to this point, even when I'm watching shows, I hate waiting. I am so impatient. So like I'm a person that would rather binge watch a show, so I'm also that person that would binge read a mm-hmm. series more than anything. So I definitely did fall off the the bandwagon on Shadowhunters, and then the series I started watching it because of oh, what is his name? Well, Magnus, mm-hmm. but the actor who plays Magnus because one he was in Glee, and See, I didn't know that till I was listening to the po- the other podcast. Yeah, he he is amazing. I love him as an actor. And now he's in Grey's Anatomy, which is hilarious because now I'm just he's just amazing um and he's in my favorite movie crazy rich asians so that even makes it better um he was the main reason and then i really end up liking it and i love the person that plays clary's character i do too i fell in love with her after rewatching amanda you can fight me on that but that clary she's wonderful because i love watching her as green arrow's daughter in that in his series so i love and then i think they actually pick really good actors yeah. For that, for the series. And it was, I think it was on the pod, their podcast as well, like their Shadowhunter podcast, that I found out that most of the people who tried out for the movie ended up getting, not getting the roles, of course, mm-hmm. and then tried out for the TV series. But it was like, I think the person who was supposed to get Alec tried out for Jace, Chase, and then it ended up being someone else mm-hmm. or something like that. But I think that was a really fun kind of switch. Because yeah. I don't think I could have seen the person that played Alec be Chase. No. Because that would have been 
No, that's that would not have worked. That no, that wouldn't have worked. I I think everything else works out well. Yeah, because I've I've found a new love for the show and more respect after listening to their podcast. It's called Into the Shadows or Back yes. in something like that. Because I started listening to it and I was like, oh, like the love they had for the show and like they were talking about like all behind the scenes, like the whole crew they had, like how much they were into yeah. the, to the stuff. I was like, damn, I actually enjoy this now. You know, like that's one of the things I've been realizing. Everyone's been doing this whole nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. But one thing with this whole nostalgia thing that I've been loving is a lot of these older shows are now starting to have podcasts about how the show was. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan of the TV show Wizard of Waverly Place with mm-hmm. Selena Gomez in them. One, shout out that, that they're my, they're coming back. back. Like I was happy that David Henry announced that they're coming back. It's going to be her and Selena, him and Selena. Well, she's only supposed to guest star on it. Yeah, but she's helping like with, with the production and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's amazing. I love Selena Gomez. Um, but the dad and the one who plays Harper has a podcast. They have a podcast. I haven't listened to it. I, tell my, I have it on there. I just haven't it, listened to it. They expose a lot of things about just how Disney works and everything, but overall how the what the original concept was and everything. But that even goes on to the person who uh, will. I mean, I'm definitely dating myself, but or aging myself the person who played kim possible or voiced kim possible has her own podcast now too and she throws stuff out there and she played even stevens in the really old tv disney show well dating You're myself old. i am older than you don't go there I'm uh, about to, uh, anyways but uh <laughs> but yeah like all these nostalgic ones like even nickelodeon shows like ned's declassified they have one they have one all three of them. that one is one of the what i actually listen to a lot because it's hilarious how now they're talking about a lot of the adult things mm-hmm. that happened. I'm like, that kind of scarred me now <laughs> as a child, but okay, I guess. Yeah. So like there's for people who don't know the books movie in the show, there's like what five different class, like I guess races or something like you have shadow yeah, hunters, three races, I think. Yeah. So you have, sh- you have a shadow hunter, which is what it's based on. Yeah. Shadow hunters. You have, warlocks you have vampires werewolves and seelies oh so it is five yeah, yeah. so so they're they're all different ones like four of them are called downworlders which is like shout hunters look down on these people yeah so basically anyone that's not of angelic blood yeah that's how we say it. it's a for those who don't know shadow hunters are have angelic blood on them so they're by grace of gods and the angels mm-hmm. and anyone else the downworlders which are the other four races have demonic blood basically yeah like warlocks are half human half demon they have demon blood or demonic or whatever and then like vampires and werewolves are like a disease or something yeah and i see these i don't even they fall under that in a sense because Mm -mm. they're i don't yeah that i wish i can go i want to i would want to explore that myth a little bit more Mm -hmm. but there's a lot in that i know seelies are half demon half angel i think they're one of the hybrids Mm -hmm. one too so so, like, if you could choose, I asked you this earlier off pod, but if you could choose, what you, what would you be? Like, if they. So, you asked me that. The funny thing is, I, I was thinking about that as you're saying it again, the five races, because I forgot about some of them. Yeah, I, I, I chose Warlock initially just because I love, that's something I love. I love, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I, I love all of that. But, you know, I, in my head a little bit, I kind of want to be, I had a little doubt of possibly picking the Seelies. Just because I love nature a lot, mm-hmm. and I love the idea and concept of like elves and druids and all of that, so I'm leaning. I kind of want to say Seely, but I guess I'll stick to Warlock just because my life will be easier. <laughs> I, 
even though everyone says there's a price to pay for everything but if i can do if i can use magic to just get away with my chores i'll be fine because sometimes cleaning the house is annoying yeah because i would pick warlock as well because i love magnus okay yeah and that's the thing too that's magnus thing. magnus, magnus like bane kind of like sells pick, that if i could pick which warlock i'd want to be magnus and yeah like no offense to shadow hunters and everything they're great but the fact that i have to activate a rune to do Just, something yeah. that kind of like that what's the purpose <laughs> what is the waste of this time and then the potential possible like punishments that come with it or mm-hmm. to to even just get those runes like plus i don't know if i would want that much tattoos on my body i wouldn't mind it i like tattoos i mean i want to get more but like well <laughs> let me finish this sleep first and then i'll go like me i have random i have random sleep See, over here i don't know I don't know if I could do that. My mom ingrained into my head that my tattoo should always have a meaning. I mean, all mine have a meaning. They're just I, randomly placed. Because me, I have a. Pro- I want to see all my tattoos. Oh yeah, but like, so, like my entire right arm is like almost not. I don't want to say full, but four of these tattoos like are almost every single year I've taught, <laughs> or like they mean different you parts mean, of my yeah. life, except for so, the, yeah. the giant Philippine flag. But you know, it's fine. So let me see. Let's get off. You're so bad at this. You have an entire outline, but you always forget your outline. No, I don't. Because we're off of the main time. Now I just have little questions to end the podcast. As long as it's not about band anymore. No, no, we're not doing band. So, (laughs) what are some goals you have for this year, like for yourself, like 2024? I want to focus a lot more on myself. That's been something I've been wanting to do. And I I say it every year, and I'm really bad at it. But one of the things I want to focus more on is getting into a relationship. Because I've devoted so much of my time to my career, my education, that I hate to say this. I'm going to reach my 30s in about three years. Let it go. You're older, Oli. <laughs> um, that's your fault. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of makes me sad seeing some of my friends that I went to school with. They have kids. They have a family starting. They're getting engaged. And I just feel like I'm a little behind on that. But, you know, it regardless of what they are because you know you don't want to compare anyone with them i do want to focus on my i focus on potential relationships but with that i do want to focus on building or just strengthening the relationships i have now Mm -hmm. because i've i think i've developed so many that i just want to focus on that and i just want to keep traveling like amanda always makes fun of me that i'm never home and Mm -hmm. i always go everywhere but katie says the same thing like there's someone like this man is never home. I know, but it's just, it's so... But it's something you like, like you said, you like It's traveling. exciting. Yeah. Like, I, the fact that, you know, this week is, was a busy week, but this coming up week, I have, I'm going to be in San Antonio for three days for a convention. The following week, I get to be in New Mexico with the boys for a, almost half a week. And then I want to go somewhere for spring break if I have the funds for. <laughs> but, you know, I want to go out of the country potentially this summer. Maybe if the kids don't keep me busy, but you know, that's a travel relationships. I guess find some extra income here and there. Maybe (laughs) well, little leagues coming up. So there's the extra income. And I think like for you relationship wise, you might be able to pursue that now. Cause like you said, like last year you were like trying to take over, like you had everything when it came to like marching season. Now you have like me and Katie to like throw stuff off, not in a bad way, but but it's not even that. I think it, now I have the support system because, like, there was a, there was definitely a time coming back from Christmas break. I I opened up to Katie and Amanda about it because mm-hmm. um, we were having a party. I forgot what it was for. Oh, it was New Year's. No, maybe before that. I think we had. Did you have another? Did we have another party before that? I think so. 
Oh. Yeah, it was when I got high and drunk, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> remember, you're in Texas. Um, Yeah, no, I, I texted Katie and Amanda. I was like, I'm not emotionally um, good to go because, you know, an ex tried to contact me again and I almost fell down that rabbit hole. But that's when I really realized that I do have a support system. Like, mm-hmm. Katie checked up on me. Amanda checked up on me. And I think now, I think that's why I'm not so scared to get into a relationship now because I have that support system again. Um, you know, if something happens, if I go through a heartbreak, I know Katie and Amanda will probably take me out for drinks mm-hmm. or just Amanda will force me to take shots <laughs> and Abel will just give me chicken nuggets. <laughs> Whatever, Mr. Tacos. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the goal. Relationships and travel. Gotcha. So speaking of Amanda and Abel, <sighs> Pepsi or Coke, Mr. Espinosa. <laughs> okay, so... <sighs> Okay, Abel's gonna crucify me for this. Please don't take away my Starbucks or anything. We know who we're gonna know who his favorite band. Actually, is. so the funny thing is, we didn't have Pepsi in the Philippines growing up, so I grew up with Coke. Gotcha. But look, they only had we had like the Mexican Coke stuff. Okay, so it was good. But granted, I also don't drink soda, so I don't get to choose. But I will have to say, I lean towards Pepsi a little bit more because they have better drinks now, and I love Celsius now. But Amanda wins me over with body armor. Amanda wins me over with monster. Okay, yeah, see, and monster. So, like I told I, I'm I'm the middle person. Mm-hmm. I will always You're like Doctor Pepper. No, because like, <laughs> okay, yeah, because like you can straight up look in my fridge, and I send Amanda and Abel the same picture every time. It is perfectly split in half of uh, body armor drinks and Aquafina, and then on top it's Celsius and Starbucks on one side, and the other side is Monster and body armor drinks. So I straight up have Pepsi and Coke in my fridge. So I, there you go. I can't choose sides. I have both Perez's. Yeah. So if if this is somebody's first episode, the give content, uh, our friend Abel works for Pepsi and his wife Amanda works for Coke. So that's where that little fight goes on. Yeah. And we always get stuck in the middle because I don't, I don't like losing my title as a favorite band director. So, yeah, no. Yeah. And I told Abel today because he walked up where had baseball tryouts in a Coach Juan had a Coke in his hand. He's like, uh-uh, get it out of here. And I was like, you know, I would, like, fully pick Pepsi if they had the Monster products. Well, yeah, you know, I'm that same way. Like, I, because I don't, I'm not a big fan of Powerade anymore. So, mm-hmm. if, like, if they could just balance each other out, you know, <laughs> like. Cause, don't wrong, Celsius is good. I, okay, ever since Abel gave us that whole blue that raspberry blue one, one. Oh, my God. Uh, Graves, if you're listening to this, I'm still pissed off the fact that you drank all the ones in the fridge. Like, he gave me, Abel gave me, like, almost half a can, like, carton of it. Mm-hmm. And Graves has been on a Celsius thing every single day. I walked in one morning, and I was like, where are all the Celsius? The kids are like, Graves has been drinking it every day. I'm like, so this is why this man has been bouncing off the wall. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is a question I've been asking guests. If you can keep three apps on your phone, what would they be? Like, they have to be downloaded. It can't be like they came with your phone. Oh, Okay. Ooh. Like Gmail, all that, that don't count. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm a band nerd, so there's this music app that we all use. It's Tonal Energy, so I'll keep that. Um, I've been using this app. It's an AI uh, planner called Motion. Mm-hmm. You should sponsor me, Motion, or sponsor Roy, so we can get a discount. But basically, it like it plans everything out for you. It You, it's, you list down specifically, um, like you input the days, input when it's something is due or blah, blah, blah. And it sorts out what you need to make as your priority every single day. And 
honestly, I'm starting to think that I have ADD or ADHD that I can't focus. So it, it helps with that. Um, okay, so I guess tonal entry was one, and then motion. The Spotify count? Mm-hmm. One, well, it, it's a downloaded app. Okay, so Spotify. Yeah, sorry, Apple Music, but Spotify. I used to be in Apple Music, but Spotify for sure, just because I need music. Yeah, like I'm the same way. Like uh, if the kids know if I'm not listening to music, I I'm upset or something, or something. <laughs> so those are your three apps. Oh yeah, for sure. So I have this thing too, which you should know. I always do a song of the week. So like, what would your song of this week be? Like, what is something you've been listening to? W- okay, that's not fair because we've been having Celestial by Ed Sheeran on repeat. Well, you don't like have to pick twenty four seven. You don't have to pick that one. That is, if it, <sighs> that's the song they use for the guard competition. Oh my goodness, what is it called? Okay, so there, I just told Amanda this song because the funny thing is, so I'm a person that wakes up, like has my ear, my AirPods on sometimes when I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But I woke up to a song called Lighthouse by Callum Scott. And I don't know, it just, it was like the perfect song to wake up to because one, it, uh, it was a great reminder that through the times of darkness, you have this light that will guide you home. Like, and it reminded me of Katie's song, Happy. Oh, she loves that damn Like, song. I don't know why. It's been great to have these little reminders. Mm-hmm. Man, maybe I do need to go to church with you and Katie. <laughs> Ugh, that's a whole different subject. But, but yes, Lighthouse by Callum Scott. Mine is Home with Machine Gun Kelly, X Ambassadors, and Baby Rexa. Yeah. That is like the complete opposite, like, uh-huh. genres right there. It's just one of the ones that keep popping up when I hit shuffle. So, yeah, that's my song of the week. Play DJ and see what you get. Turn your Spotify DJ on and see what you get. I didn't know that was a thing until Saturday. Well, when I was listening to yes, it the other day? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, Spotify, can you guys fix DJ? Because he's not the best thing in the world. Like, I definitely get the same repeat every single time. And honestly, that does not know my mood sometimes. Yeah. Because Katie told me, I think you talked her into Spotify because she finally downloaded it. Uh-uh. I, no. Katie blamed me for talking to you into it. And you talked her into it. Yeah, because I had Apple Music. So I had like 1,300 songs on there. Yeah. So like. That was like years and years over just downloading music. So then, like on her, like when we'd listen to music, I would shuffle and it had everything. But now that I'm on Spotify, I've only like caught up to like 500 songs. Well, the, I'm in that same exact boat because like Apple Music, I've had it for such a long mm-hmm. time, and you know you have those songs that you you bootleg, and you know it shows <laughs> up there, and it just doesn't show up on Spotify, mm-hmm. which I kind of hate that guard. But yeah, no, I think maybe that's why too I get the same repeat because I'm only up to 2,000, and my Apple Music had 10,000 songs, same mm-hmm. songs. So. But, you know, at least now I know which songs I actually like, you know, in a sense. Well, I think this will be the longest podcast that I've ever recorded. Shoot, I, I don't I don't even know because we're re- OK. So this one, I don't know if it's going to be different because we're recording on a different software. Espinosa is going to edit this episode. Finally, I don't have to edit one. <laughs> but so I don't know if it's going to sound different. So I don't usually when I record, I can see it literally like, like a big timer that tells me how long we've been recording. So now I haven't been able to see it. So I don't know how long this episode is. Um, We're got to be close to two hours. Oh, I guess so. Because we, I have a lot of missed calls and text messages. So it's. Oh, wow. This is. Yeah. Sorry, Katie. So I hope. No, sorry, Katie. I'm sorry for you. You got to edit this. This is nothing. We we actually don't have that many like stops. Yeah, we stuff. don't have that many stops. I mean, we'll just cut a couple of things. Yeah. We'll make that intro a little bit shorter and faster. Oh yeah, that always that that's how when I edit these, that first little bit's already like I yeah. Cut it sorry, all out. hoodie talk followers, but 
Roy kept changing that intro because of me because I kept complaining about it every single time. Every yeah, we talking about like the time. song. The yeah, song that, that intro yeah. song every single time. You just. But I've I've left it the last few times. Well, yeah, because now it now actually works. Yeah. But like the first few ones, man, dude. <laughs> uh, talking about your that thing though, AJ has it all right now, and we're doing it as stand to next year. He is so hyped and ready for it. Yeah. So the the beginning song out here at the beginning of the podcast and at the end. We're going to play as a stand tune next marching season. So I think I'm going to record it and like oh. post it on the socials when we finally do it. But yeah, we're going to cut this one off because <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long one. So It is almost 11 o'clock. I have work tomorrow. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast, which is the longest one. So if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's Hoodie Talks Pod. If you want to follow it on Instagram, it's Hoodie Talks Podcast. If you want to follow me... On Twitter, it's hoodie season. It's hoodie with two eyes. S Z N. Yeah, all the hoodies have two eyes. I have to, <laughs> I have to keep saying it because I don't know if it's somebody's first episode. And just follow us on all socials. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will catch you next time.